Welcome to your favorite podcast, Cosmic Queen. Get ready to discover soulful selling and marketing strategies. Learn how to stop overthinking everything by reprogramming your subconscious mind. And finally, level up your business, your income, and your success. Yes, girl, it is all happening right now. So grab your earbuds, light up your manifestation candle. It is time to hack the quantum field, create success that defies logic, and let out your inner alpha. Let's go ahead and get started. One of the biggest things that I get, and I probably only notice it because I like it and I like hearing this. Um, is when people tell me how well I blend science and spirituality and practicality. And I think that there's nowhere, right? I'm going to toot my own horn. I feel like there's nowhere that I blend it better than when we talk about money. And so when you are in Money 5D, you get the curtains pulled back on that conversation. We talk about science. We talk about spirituality. We talk about the practical side to making money, what it actually takes in terms of action, in terms of strategy, all of those things. But today you're going to get a little sneak peek because I actually wanted to talk about it and I want to talk about how I think that they all fit together. So we're going to start with talking about the science side because to me, the science side, so Money 5D, right? It's kind of more of a spiritual kind of program. What we're really, really talking about is true money freedom, is spiritual freedom, is detachment from ego so that you can make money from a place where it actually feels easy, where you don't feel that pressure that we all feel, where you don't feel that heaviness around money and that fear and all of those things. But it starts with understanding the science of that and why we feel that in the first place. So when we talk about science, we have to talk about our bodies, our biology, our brains, our bodies, our hearts why it feels so terrifying and so heavy to talk about money, to think about money, where that pressure comes from on the science level. And so one of the things that is the hardest to understand for anybody who is in this world where we talk about abundance and it's made to seem like you should just be super abundant and, oh my God, why are you not abundant? And all you need to do is opt into abundance and, oh my gosh, what is wrong with you? Is that it doesn't work that way. We have spent so, so long evolving with one purpose only. And that purpose, yes, is survival. But beyond that, the way that we have evolved is that we have become fine-tuned to be the ones that are able to withstand with the least. So if you think about it, you come from generations and generations of super solid stock that survived famines, that survived war. That survived travel back when travel was not as luxurious as a reclining bed in first class. Back when travel meant that you were trapped in the bottom of a tiny boat and everybody was sick and you didn't know what you were getting and you didn't know how much food you were going to have, right? And so if you are the kind of person that complains about the lack of options when you fly American Airlines and they hand you those pretzels, like you would not have liked to have traveled back when Maybe your grandparents or great-grandparents came from wherever they came to America or wherever they ended up. So for our ancestors, being able to withstand lack was super, super helpful. So when we talk today about lack mindset and scarcity mindset and blah, 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 what we need to understand that that same mindset is super useful in certain situations. 
If you are actually in a stressful situation, if you are actually in a situation where resources are limited, it's super helpful. It's great. It's fantastic. It is not something that your biology is inclined to let go of because, Hey, what happens if a few years from now you need it again, right? Then you're going to be really grateful. So part of the upgrade that's happening right now as a collective and that I refer to as the epigenetics of wealth is that we're evolving out of this. We are now evolving into a society where we do have enough, where technology has given us, you know, for as long, for as much as sometimes we don't, right? As much as there is still poverty and war and famine and all of these things, we are seeing a much more abundant civilization than we have ever seen. And we are seeing the possibility of a much more abundant civilization than we've ever even been able to imagine when it comes to genetically engineered food, when it comes to the way that wealth is evolving, technology, everything is just becoming simpler and more abundant. The beauty of science is that our genes are not as set in stone as we have been led to believe that they are. All of us have grown up I'm guessing, right? I don't know the exact demographics of my audience, but I'm going to guess that you grew up with Darwinian evolution and this idea of survival of the fittest, that some of us are born with better genes than others and that those that have better genes are the ones that survive. But what we're actually finding now is that it's not quite like that, that it's not quite about how good our genes are, that it's about the expression of our genes and that that expression is based on our environment. So when we talk about lack, when we talk about abundance, yes, it is true that we have been genetically hardwired to withstand lack. Yes, it is true that our bodies have evolved to become these people that do feel scarcity, that do feel scared, that do feel competition, that do feel that survival of the fittest instinct. But it's also true that the expression of that can change based on our environment that we don't need to wait generations and generations to evolve differently, that we can choose to step into a different reality now. And so now we start leaning into more of the spiritual side of it, because if we can choose a different reality now, then what reality are we choosing? And hopefully the answer to that is a more spiritually grounded one. Because for as long as we don't connect with that oneness, as long as we don't connect with that abundance at a source level, with this idea that we are one, we are a collective, we are all working together, this idea of altruism, that we are all part of something bigger and that we're all here to create something better. For as long as we can't fully step into that, then we're stuck where we've always been, which is this idea that we're separate that we are nothing more than our biology, that we are just here to survive and compete and compete for resources and outdo the other person. Basically a way of being that keeps us trapped in our ego self, which is really essentially our human self. So when we evolve into that spiritual self, it involves us activating new ways of being, new ways of thinking, new ways of existing, And as we think differently, as we believe differently, we begin to express our genes differently. We begin to activate dormant parts of our gene makeup. 
So whether that's within your carbon DNA or whether it's activating something on a spiritual soul level where you're really activating a dormant soul DNA, what you're ultimately doing is creating a new way of being for yourself. One in which true abundance actually is possible, where you actually can fully break away from the old way of being, where you're constantly living in fear and where you're constantly living in lack and where you're constantly living in scarcity and really step into a new way of being where you're more spiritually grounded, where you're more connected, where you can trust more, where you actually are embodying abundance and not just a spiritual level and not just a thought level, but also a body level. So it's the intersection between the two. And the thing is, it's really, really hard to just switch on that flip and activate because there's a lot that your body has to release in order for that to happen. There's a lot of thoughts that you have to release in order to really declutter. It's almost like a decluttering process, right? In order for you to declutter enough that all of this stuff can actually land in your body at the level that it needs to for that activation to really happen, a lot of healing is required, a lot of thought shifting, a lot of belief shifting. A lot of letting go at a somatic level, somatic release, recalibrating your nervous system. And that's why all of these somatic tools are so important. That's why these subconscious tools are so important because essentially what they're doing is decluttering, decluttering the thoughts that are keeping a not so great version of who you want to be to be expressed from an epigenetic level so that there's space for a new version of you to emerge. Because we all have the potential to become that person. We all have the potential to evolve into that person. And what we're actually seeing is that we all have the potential to evolve into that person within this lifetime. So what needs to happen first is that massive, massive decluttering, a massive healing, a massive digging out, digging through of what we believe, of what's actually keeping us stuck, of what's actually keeping us from not believing that abundance is possible, or even worse, what's keeping us actively repelling it. Because for everything that we say that we want about being abundant and wealthy and all of these things, there's so much under the surface that we actually don't want about it. If we still believe that money is hard work, then we repel it because we're like, I don't want to do more hard work. If we still believe that having money makes you a bad person, then we don't want it because we don't want to be a bad person. If we still believe that money equals responsibility and you've grown up in a way that forced you to be responsible early on and take on things that you don't want to take on and now you're tired of it and you're rebelling, then you're not going to want money. And here's the thing from a practical level, money is actually the key to this evolution Because money is about so much more than money and essentially money is really about expansion. Why? Because so many of our own limitations are projected onto money and wealth. So much of what we believe is possible. So much of what we believe is impossible. So much of what we believe about ourselves, of what we fear about ourselves, is projected onto money. And so can you become this person without money being part of the equation? Yes. But it's very, very hard to, because if money isn't something that you're tackling, then you're not tackling everything. And usually money is like the final frontier. So from there, right, once we figure out everything that you're projecting onto money, it becomes really, really easy to work through it. And it becomes really, really easy to figure out why money is the key to all of these things that lie on the other side. Because once you realize that you're not actually powerless when it comes to money, 
and you actually realize how much power you have as a person, as an individual. It becomes easy to believe that you actually can change the world on a small level, on a medium level, on a huge level, that you actually can start creating the world that you dream of, that you actually can start building a place that is built on love and collaboration and compassion and all of the beautiful things that we want for humanity. So here's where the practical side comes in. So you've got that biological side. You've got that spiritual side, that reconnection to our oneness, that letting go of our ego, really, really allowing in trust. But all of this happens so that the practical can fall into place, so that we can create with clear minds, so that we can create with well-regulated nervous systems, so that we can ascend in our consciousness because we have enough space and enough calmness to take the actions that we need to take in order to create the world that we want to create. Because all of this is meaningless without action. Yes, everything that you want is there for you, but there's an element of free will too. There's an element of us having to step in to the version of ourselves that actually do these things and start taking the actions that we desire. So I see myself, I use the term queen maker a lot, and I actually have a program named Queen Maker. But for me, it is actually, when you think about the kingmaker, what it actually was, was someone who was backing the people that they wanted in charge in order to create the reality that they desired to create. And so when I think of myself as a queenmaker, that's what I think of. When I choose my clients and who I'm going to work with, I'm backing specific women up, specific people up, people that are here to change the world on the level that I want to see on the level of change that I desire. People that are talking about the things that I want people to be talking about, that are putting forth the version of business, of conscious leadership that I want put forward. And that's what queen making is about. And that's what wealth consciousness is about. And that's what wealth creation is about. And essentially that's what the new paradigm is about. But it requires all three of these things. Understanding the science of things, understanding why we can't just have these clicks miraculously. Why three months after having these huge awakenings, we're dropped right back into reality because we're always fighting against our biology. We have these brains, we have these carbon beings that are designed with a specific purpose of living and being. And that's part of it too, right? We're not just spiritual beings. We're also humans. So it's about understanding that and enjoying that while still letting go of enough that we can have that evolutionary shift within this lifetime so that we can start creating the world so we can start passing on the coding that our kids and our grandkids and our great grandkids can benefit from as well. And then there's that spiritual side of understanding really what it is that we're part of the huge, huge awakening that's going on right now, everything that we are stepping into and everything that the world is becoming. And then the practical side too, that return to our humanness, that action space where we're actually creating the things that we're here to create, where we're giving ourselves that clarity and that peace to really start manifesting what it is that our purpose is here on earth. So if this resonated with you, if this was something that you enjoyed hearing about, then you will love a program like Money 5D. 
my money consciousness program. It's on sale right now. And then it goes evergreen and the price is going up. So it'll be available always, but now is the best time for you to get in. So if you liked this, if you love these conversations about science, spirituality, epigenetics, wealth, with a healthy, healthy dose of practical, tangible tools, you'll love it in there. You need it. And feel free to reach out to me if this resonated. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. So I hope it lands and I hope it got you curious and thinking a little bit deeper about everything. If you loved this episode, I guarantee you are going to love hanging out with me. So come over to my Facebook group, Ready for More, Change Your Thoughts, Transform Your Life, and let's keep this party going. 